You are listening to Nathan Chansky, and this is the Passion with Purpose podcast. Are you an aspiring creative entrepreneur or established small business owner with a fuel to pursue the things that light you up like nothing else? If so, you are in the right place, my friend. My name is Nathan Chansky, and I'm a photographer and photography business educator. On this podcast, I'm here to drop nothing less than weekly truckloads of business and marketing tips, mindset shifts, and transformative wisdom from my life and career to bring you into the highest potential self that God created you to be. I will see you right here each week, and let's commit to learning, growing, and achieving our goals together one bold step at a time. Okay, so this, guys, this is going to be like one of my most personal episodes ever, probably since like my first episode, I guess. Um, but this is a topic that I really want to talk about and I don't, I don't want to wait like too long to put this out because I, I want to start uh, this dialogue. Like, like I want you to know this part of my life and my professional life and I want to start this dialogue um, just on this topic. And you probably already heard from the title um, just about God, integrating God and my faith into my professional life um, and actually bringing him into that. Um, okay, now I will say, I know that like there's probably going to be people in my secular audience out there who may shut me off. Maybe that even maybe you're not even listening to this episode yet. But if you are um, and you don't share my faith and you don't share my beliefs, I just like I hope you don't say like, oh, this isn't for me and like I don't want to listen to this podcast. I would ask you like to not think that like, of course, obviously you're going to be like, okay, well, of course you're going to say that, but no, seriously, I will. I genuinely mean that because like, listen, I listen to people that I don't agree with. I read books from people that I don't perfectly have an aligned worldview or fundamental beliefs with. You know what I mean? I still hear what they have to say. I still listen to what they have to say. Um, and you know, like I don't always talk about this in every single episode. I kind of allude to it in a lot of, you know, what I say and what I talk about. But this, let me tell you, is fundamental. This aspect of my life is fundamental to the way I run my business. It truly is. Like it is by far the biggest part of my life and my business. And so like this would not for to be on my, to host my podcast and not speak about this ever would not be fair to you. Like it truly would not be fair to you if I never talked about this and I never brought this up, you know? Um, like I, uh, I, I just feel like that's going to be something that, you know, like I would never feel good about not sharing, if that makes any sense. Um, and you know, frankly, I've really always wanted somebody to talk about these types of topics. Um, and guys, like, I gotta be real. Like I can rarely find anyone talking about this. I truly, um, have such a hard time finding anybody uh, merging the two worlds of like the spiritual and God and um, faith. And then also like business and entrepreneurship and like uh, going after big goals and big dreams um, in business. Um, and you know, like I, I want to talk about this. I want to be, if, if no one else is talking about this, not no one else, but if there's so few voices talking about this, I want to talk about this and I want to bring it up. I'll be the person. Fine. Like I'll, I'll talk about it. I'd be talking about it anyway. So I'll, it makes me want to talk about even more that no one else is talking about it, you know? Um, and 
you know, which I will say, like, if you find this, if you find this episode uplifting to you, if you find this episode to be empowering to you, um, just as I go through, I would love it if you, like, if you could get out there and share this episode, um, like share it on your Instagram stories. I love when I, when I see you guys doing that, like that makes my freaking life. Um, and like tag, yeah, tag me if you do that. I love to see that uh, because I truly think we need more God-centered business and entrepreneurship dialogue going on out there. And I hope a lot of you you out there are, are listening and actually um, starting conversations in your communities and um, to your followings and all that kind of stuff. And it doesn't matter if you're a guy or girl, like speak on it. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, I just want to open up the dialogue here. This won't be the last time you hear me talk about this. Um, I just kind of like wanting to start this start this dialogue off. And the last thing I do want to say as well is I don't really want to make this episode like a how to reach success message, like how to reach success via God message. That's not the episode I'm putting out here. Seriously, like or or like a do this and be blessed message. Like this is not that. Honestly, like once I implemented these things, I I can tell you I did see incredibly more success in my professional life than I've ever seen before by a mile. But that's not the point. That's not the point I'm making in this episode. Um like the point of this episode is that God, fundamentally just God as a person, as a being, and communion with him is not a means to an end. I will not be talking in that way in this episode. It won't be like, oh, like once I did this, then I made this much money. Once I did this, then I, you know, reached this goal. You know what I mean? Like this, my point here is that God is an end in himself. Relationship and harmony with God is the end goal, not the means to an end. Like professional success is a byproduct. So I just want to make sure I mention that so this doesn't come off as like a life hack episode um and yeah all that stuff so i almost am like going on too long for an intro (laughs) um but we're gonna dive right into this episode um so i can't wait for you guys to hear it all right i am very excited (laughs) about this episode and like I am just going to be real with you I'm a little bit nervous about this episode I'll be perfectly honest with you um I've even felt like a little bit of just like I don't know (laughs) I don't know what the word is but like um tension in my morning before I even like recorded this so I don't know I I hope this is like so helpful to whoever's listening Um, and I can't wait to share these things because these are things that I have felt, um, I need to share and I really want to start opening up this dialogue, you know, like this is truly like such a big part of my life and a big part of my business. Um, and so honestly, where I'm going to start here with this whole topic, cause you kind of already heard in the intro, like what this is all about. I really want to start with um, my story with integrating God into my business and integrating, um, letting him run my business and um, making sure that I am running a business that is in sync with what God has for me. Okay. So honestly, I guess I'd have to go back to the, the days when I first started photography. 
I would never say that I was in a position where I wasn't, I was like completely taking God out of the equation. Um, I, you know, I had a personal relationship with God and it was always a big part of my life. Um, but I really, I can blatantly say that there was like, <laughs> there was really absolutely no uh, professional relationship there. And it was completely more of my personal relationship, my spiritual relationship with God. And it never actually permeated into my professional life or the business that I was running, especially, you know, as an entrepreneur, like that's such a big part of our lives as entrepreneurs. Um, and I wasn't allowing, you know, the most important being in my life into it. Um, and I did, I think what it really came down to was I am such a control freak, like, like, I don't know if there's any other control freaks around here, but seriously, like I have always struggled with that. It's just like, I love control. I love being in the driver's seat of whatever I do. And I love being in a position where I am calling every single shot and I, I have control over everything. Um, and I didn't want to give that control up to God. I also just like felt in so many ways, like God and money or success were total opposites. Like the thought those were like, just yeah, like I, I just didn't think those were like synonymous in any way. Like I thought, and I, I think this this goes back to like so many different parts of my life. Um, but I think a lot of people, including myself, this is where I was at. This is the boat I was in. A lot of people can just think to themselves, like you know, God and money are very opposite. And the Bible is always like ripping on money, and the Bible is always ripping on like success, having success, or like the rich man, or all that kind of stuff. And what's really actually funny to me about that is that that's so not true. That's really not true. Um, you know, the Bible does rip on, you know, things that are uh, things that money like uh, can when when money goes out of control, basically, or the love of money. Like I remember one time I was quoting this verse to my dad because I was talking with my dad about it. Um, and I was like, yeah, like the verse that we always hear, like money is the root of all evil. And my dad was like, that's not the verse though, Nate. And I was like, it's not. <laughs> He's like, no, it's the love of money is the root of all evil. Like money in itself is not evil. You know what I mean? And it was just like, oh, moment. And so like, there's so many parts about that, that like you can unpack. Like I'm even going through Proverbs right now. And by the way, if you're an entrepreneur and you want to run your business for the Lord, read Proverbs, just go through Proverbs. It's like such a great, like that's like the entrepreneur's like book because it's just like there's so much wisdom in it. I, I mean, it's the book of wisdom, right? Um, but anyway, as I'm going through Proverbs, it's really funny as I read through, I'm like, honestly, like Proverbs doesn't rip on the rich person at all. Like if anything, Proverbs like champions the rich person and it basically is kind of like, you know, like balancing with, you know, wisdom is oft, wisdom is like more beneficial than riches or monetary riches, but like it doesn't rip on the rich person. It just says, you know, there's certain attributes if you are rich that you have to like be wary of basically. Um, so anyway, I thought like God and money and success were opposites, you know? Um, and this really, yeah, this just dates back to like a money mindset. And I, I thought, you know, like I've always thought like God was okay with work and like with my work and my professional pursuits. But I was always like, yeah, but like it's not really an interest of his and he really would rather have me like, I don't know, like going out and I, I don't know, working in a church or something like maybe that's what like I almost deep down thought like that's pretty probably what he wants me to do. But, you know, he's probably just letting me go and live and work as an entrepreneur. And he's like, OK, it's fine. 
You know what I mean? Like I thought that I seriously did. Um, but I always felt this tug on me of like, there's something more. There's something greater in this relationship with God that I'm not tapping into. Um, or I'd feel this tug of like, Hey, you need to start integrating the Lord into your business. And I was always like, nah, I don't feel like, you know, I'd run from those types of, um, tugs on my heart, you know? And it finally got to a breaking point, you know, it finally got to a point in the middle of, um, uh, not the middle. Well, I don't know, 2021, um, where I, I think I'd shared this on my first podcast ever. So if you've, if you haven't like heard my story, um, go back to that first podcast. Um, but it was the middle of 2021. Um, so it was, uh, I think April. Yeah. April of 2021 that I just felt like I really needed clarity and direction. And I was at a breaking point where I like needed it so bad. And if like, I, I couldn't take another move because I didn't know which move to take. And I was just desperate for like something, something tangible to grab onto and just go. Um, and so I remember that was the point where I, that was like my breaking point. And that's when I, you know, completely surrendered. I was like, you know what, if God is not about success and money, fine, whatever. <laughs> if God like doesn't, uh, if he's not interested in um, like my work and he wants to go and he wants me to go like live as a monk in a monastery, fine, whatever. But I was like desperate to know like what God wanted me to do. Like I was like, whatever, I will literally do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so that was the point that I, I just like gave it all to him. And my goodness, like the amount of transformation that happened at that point in my life, in my professional career was insane. Uh, you know, like I, it's really funny because, well, that was the point where the Lord was like, I want you to stick with photography. I want you to keep pressing into that, that because I know you love it and I know you're good at it and I know there's a future in it. And then the Lord also was like, I want you to start educating in photography as well. And I want you to start um, positioning yourself as an educator because um, there's going to come a time where I want you to actually be like a professional educator and like a coach, which literally I'm doing now, like a year later. Um, so he like knew all along. And what's so interesting is like during this time, I also just felt like what he was calling me to, I was very unqualified for. And I remember he, I remember God kept bringing me back to the story of Moses in the Bible and, and the story of Moses in the Bible, it's one of the most popular stories in scripture. Um, so you probably know of it. Um, it's when Moses was a part of the Israelite community, um, back in very, very ancient Egypt. And basically Egypt was ultimately holding the Hebrews, the Israelites captive, um, just because there, there was a lot of history behind that. But basically all this to say, um, just to bring you up to speed, they were being the Hebrews were being held captive as slaves in the Egyptian lands. And so what happened was is God wanted to deliver them because Israel was God's people. And Moses was an Israelite who actually found his way into um I'm such a good Bible storyteller, aren't I? <laughs> I'm probably like botching this. Um, but no, Moses found his Moses was basically um like adopted by uh, Egyptian royalty from a very, very young age. And um, what happened was it kind of positioned him in like this in-between spot where he wasn't like in the Israelite community. He also was an Egyptian. Um, anyway, 
all this kind of like brought him to the point where God actually called him to deliver, to be the leader, to deliver his people, the Israelites, the Hebrews out of Egypt and out of slavery. And what was really funny about this is like when God was calling Moses, um, God basically said, yeah, I want you, you know, I want you to do this and I want you to do this. And Moses felt very unqualified in that. And Moses was like, I I don't want to do that because I like, he's like, I'm first of all, a stutterer. He's like, I don't, I am slow of speech and I stutter and I can't like stand up to this Pharaoh, the King of Egypt. Um, I also just like, he's like, I'm in this weird spot where like the Israelites kind of hate me because I was like a pseudo Egyptian, but then the Egyptians also hate me because I like kind of left them and abandoned them. Um, and so I'm in this like weird spot. Um, and so like every single thing kind of like pointed to the fact that like, this was not the position <laughs> that Moses was qualified for, that this was not the position um, that he was like cut out for, so to speak. And God was like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Actually, he did care because he's like, I love it that you are, that you feel unqualified. Um, I mean, God doesn't say this in scripture, but it's like you, God always in the scripture just chooses such unqualified people to fulfill his purposes. Um, and so I remember I kept coming back to that of like, I am in a situation where I feel unqualified, but that's an opportunity to let God fill in those gaps where I am not feeling qualified. And ultimately what that leads to is if I ever do reach success, if I ever do reach some sort of um, stride and I'm actually hitting these goals and hitting these marks that I've always wanted to do that God told me to do and like these things beyond my imagination that I'm like, I would never, and then I hit them. What does that make me do? That makes me realize like that, like it wasn't me. It wasn't me because I knew, I knew myself before I knew I was unqualified. Um, And so anyway, what this really brought on, like, this is kind of like my story. Um, What this really, and this, well, first of all, this is what brings me here to today, like where I am, like talking to you um, still as a photographer, stepped into photography education, loving every ounce of what I'm doing right now, feeling more passionate and more into feeling more in tune with my calling than I ever have in my entire life. Um, like this is what the Lord has brought me to. And it's, it's truly a beautiful thing. And it's not to say that like, I don't have any problems or I don't have any issues, especially even in my professional career. I do still, but I do believe that like the, uh, the beauty of what God has called me to is there. And I, I see that and it's so, it's so rewarding and it's so worth it. Um, and that's, that's like what I want to share with you. Um, but it's so funny to me because this really, this time period in my life, like when I feel like the Lord was speaking into it, it really brought on some paradigm shifts. And this is really what I want you to get out of this. Um, it's just some of these applications, like, um, from like my story and what I've, what I've been led to, uh, through bringing the Lord into my work. And first of all, the biggest paradigm shift that I found was happening in my work was that I would always, you know, I would always be in a situation where I would make plans, uh, basically or goals and in my work. Right. And then I would go to the Lord and I would ask like in prayer, like, Hey, like I, you know, I have this in my heart, just kind of how we normally do. Like I have this on my heart and I really want this to happen. So if you could make that happen, that'd be great. You know, um, which is so funny because I thought like that was fine. And I, you know, I don't think that's like a terrible thing. Um, I don't think I was like doing anything like morally evil necessarily, but, um, what's so interesting is a paradigm shift that happened was 
that, that I started, and this is what I do now, I started instead of going to him for my plans and being like, Hey, like, you know, like I'm doing this. I hope you can get on board. Like, sounds good. Cool. Um, what actually shifted is that now I started doing, you know, going straight to the Lord before I even make a plan and being like, okay, what's next, God? What do you want me to do? You tell me, I'll get on board with your thing. I'm not going to ask you to get on board with my thing. I'm going to get on board your thing. And I'm going to go to you first before I even make a thing a thing. <laughs> before I even make a goal a goal. Before I even make um, a vision a vision. Before I go go with any sort of like plan. I'm going to go first to you and I'm going to ask you what your plan is. And then I'm going to get on board with your plan. And then I'm going to ask you to bless it. But it's not like don't put the cart before the horse. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that's so... Uh, you know, there's so many, um, there's so many verses that kind of date back to this. Like even if you go back to, to, um, Proverbs, the, the proverb, commit your work to the Lord and then your plans will be established. Or I think it's just commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Um, or the verse delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Uh, what's really interesting about both of those verses is like, um, you know, on the other, on the end, on the book end of those verses, it's, uh, he will give you the desires, which is like, oh yeah, that's what we want. Right. <laughs> you know, like that's the fun part of the verse. Um, or like the last part of the second verse and your plans will be established. Like, oh, that's such, that's like the best part of the verse. It's like, oh yeah. Like all my plans are established, like goals. Yay. They're, they're here, you know, but what's funny is that the first part of the verse is going to the Lord, delight yourself in the Lord first, and then he will give you the desires. It's not, God will give you the desires and then delight yourself in the Lord. You know, it's not like, that's not the way it works. It's not your plans will be established and then commit that work to the Lord. It's like, no, commit your work to the Lord first and then your plans will be established. Like those plans, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it really, this was a huge paradigm shift for me um, that God came first. He calls the shots. I get on board with what he calls. Number two. So what really shifted in me uh, even further is that this was his business. What I was doing, what I was creating was his. It wasn't mine. And I was simply a steward. I, I am simply a steward of his business. It's, you know, if you have a, like a restaurant or a lot, just a lot of businesses are run this way. Um, if you have a coffee shop, whatever. Um, usually what you have is you have an owner and then you also have a manager, right? And so the owner basically establishes whatever it is and the, the, the shop, the brand, whatever. And then the manager is basically like the person who goes out and does it, but the owner still ultimately calls the shots like at the end of the day and is giving like a lot of the direction. You know what I'm saying? Um, and ultimately, like the manager is just supporting the goals of the owner. And that's what it really came down to for, that's what it does come down to for me is that that's how I run my business. This is literally God's business, you know, like this is God's podcast. This is his, uh, you know, the social media accounts I run, those are his, the, uh, you know, everything I bring in money wise, that's his, uh, that's his bank account. You know, like I am simply the steward of it. I am simply given this as to be a steward of it as a manager, which means again, he's the boss. He calls the shots. 
It also means that if I'm concerned about anything, because like, you know, like a lot of us, I think have like this concern or this anxiety sometimes for the work that we do and like, is it going to go? And, you know, is it going to still like um, flourish? And it's just like, okay, but wait, he cares. If he is the owner, he he cares way more. You know what I mean? Um, It also means I'm accountable to him, not just myself, which as a self-employed is huge. And you know this if you are self-employed, like it is hard to be accountable to yourself. But it's really interesting that like once I started giving my business over to the Lord, (laughs) it was his anyway. Um, Once I started giving my business over to the Lord, it was like, oh, like I'm accountable to him. Like there are moments, you guys, I'm serious, where I will be in a situation where I know I'm not doing something I should, whether it's like wasting time or I'm just like, I don't know, just like frivolously doing something with maybe my time or or I'm being irresponsible with like money or something like that. Um, and if I ever go near those places of like, Nathan, what are you doing right now? Why are you spending your time on that? Like, just don't. Like, that's not a good steward of your time. That's not a good steward of your money. That's not a good steward of your influence. That's not a good steward of this, that, and the other thing. I have such accountability that God's like, I, you are the manager of this business, but it's my business. And if you want me to bless it, you need to manage this well, you know? And it's not like, it's not like this, um, uh, this like, it's, I I don't mean to make God out to be like this, like, oh, I'm going to punish you if it's not a punishment. It's an accountability. Accountability is beautiful. If you don't have accountability, you can't really get anything done anyway. Accountability is so freeing and beautiful. It, it, it makes discipline so much easier. Um, and this also means that when, when I say that it's his business and I'm a steward, it means that he knows better. He has purposes greater than I have. And that's also such a beautiful thing. It means this business is so much bigger than me and it's going to grow bigger than me, likely, because it's not, it's not from me. It's not sourced just from me. It's sourced from something so much greater. Um, And it also means just kind of like concluding this point that if it's ever taken away, I am not in a position where like I'm owed anything, if that makes sense. Like if, if God were ever to take my business away from me um, for, I have no idea what reason I, God forbid that would happen. I hope that would never happen. Um, but I'm not owed anything because it was never my business. It's his business and he can do with it what he wants. I'm simply the manager. You know what I mean? And being the manager for as long as I am is such a blessing. Um, so it's such a paradigm shift. So number three, another paradigm shift here is that any glory for this business is his glory. It's not mine. Um, so what's so beautiful about that, and I know a lot of people maybe would be like, oh, that's so draining because then you never get to take any credit. But it's not though. Like, you know, I think that sometimes, I mean, I I like hate the idea of like, or not the idea. I hate the thought or the fear that like one day maybe I would get to a place where I would succeed so much that I would develop such pride and arrogance and like almost like blind pride. Like I wasn't even aware I was like demonstrating it. Like that's something that I like absolutely hate the idea of because that almost feel that that makes me feel like it's not even worth it to pursue anything because it's like if I'm just going to be like a like a jerk by the time I like succeed at anything and like by the time I get there like I just turn into this like monster <laughs> you know what I mean because we all know there are people that you know they reach some level of success and they really change 
And, you know, it, it, it means like for me, if I give the glory to him and it's so palpably obvious that it's his glory, not mine, um, I don't have to worry about that because it's like, I know, I know it's going to go back to him anyway. I'm so like hit with the idea that it's his glory, not mine. I'm so, I'm so like understandable and not understand. I'm so, uh, what's the word? I, I just have such an understanding that I have weakness and I could never do this on my own hand. And that it's all his strength that by the time, if I ever succeed in anything, it's not something that I'm going to like put in my little, you know, badge of honor section and my coat, you know, I'm not, no, like this is his success. So it, it, it's so freeing because I don't have to be scared to work hard. I don't have to be scared to reach huge, huge goals because I'm like, if I reach these, they're his goals and they're his successes. They're not mine. You know what I mean? Um, and I was just here to like be a steward, you know, like I'm just here to like for the ride. Um, and so like, that's so freeing that like, it's ultimately like this, I, I, I don't know, like, it's like this beautiful, like, um, way to be locked into humility <laughs> that you're like, I can achieve so much greatness and still keep the Lord as the person getting glory for it. You know, I, I just think that's so beautiful. Um, man, I, this podcast is going on for a long time. I don't know how long I'm going to get. I just feel like clearly I'm passionate about this, um, but I'm going to keep going. So we're on to, we're on paradigm shift number four. Okay. Stay with me. Um, so paradigm shift number four is that your area of your work is your ministry. Okay. This hits me so hard. I one time had a situation. I think it was when I first really my, released my podcast um, where I had a DM from somebody Um, guys, when you DM me, it's so sweet. Like, don't think I don't read them. Um, anyway, so I got a DM from somebody and they basically said, I loved your podcast. I love listening to it. And they basically said something to the tune of like, it's so awesome to see you, um, working in like something like, it's so awesome to see you working in ministry in your, uh, in your job, basically like in your sphere of influence, like working in ministry without being a minister ultimately. Um, and that just like really hit me. Cause it's not something I hadn't heard before. Like I'd heard that before, but I hadn't, I hadn't like remembered that whole idea. And it's just like, so, so important to understand that like, there are so many people that think that you have to like work in a church in order in like the modern Western church in order to be functioning in ministry. And that is such a lie. Like that is so, I actually get so fired up about that because I think that the church has like robbed the true body of Christ of so much work and so much good and so much influence in our in our world and our communities and and everything is just like refined to these four walls of a church building and it's like you can't really do anything for the Lord unless you're in this church and you're doing this out of this church which is so wrong and it's such a lie and I think what it, what's so beautiful about like this paradigm shift is that wherever you are you are in ministry. You don't have to be a, a pastor or a, lo- a youth leader, or um, you don't have to work as like, I mean, I mean, do what God's calling you to do for sure. But like, I want you to understand that like, we are all called to be ministers in wherever, in wherever we are. Like I'm guys, I'm on a photography entrepreneurship podcast right now, sharing about my faith. I am like 
you know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to be in a church to share this kind of stuff. And seriously, like if we're honest with ourselves and we're being real with the people out there in the world who maybe don't believe the same way we do, it's only fair to them to like actually practice what we preach. Like if we actually believe these things, why aren't we sharing them? Why aren't we getting out there and actually saying them? Why aren't we, why aren't we spreading this good news? Like why, if it's such good news and we really believe that, why aren't we louder about that? You know what I'm saying? So it really, it, it really makes, um, it, it, it changes and it, it even changes it for your finance, your finances. Like, uh, are you functioning in your finances as if you are, um, also like giving as a ministry, not, and not in the way of like modern nonprofit ministries. I, Oh, I have so many thoughts on those too, because I think nonprofits so often run very unsuccessful, unprofitable businesses, which I don't think is good. I mean, obviously they're non-profitable, but um, I just don't think they run good businesses a lot of the time. Um, but anyway, I truly believe that like there is so much opportunity to be in ministry wherever you are. You don't have to go to a church and do it. You can do it exactly where you are. Frankly, I think you'll have more impact outside of a church than inside of a church. Yeah, I said that. Um, (laughs) um, Okay, number five, paradigm shift. It gives you so much perspective on the work that you do. And the perspective that it really gives you, the perspective that it shifted in me was that like, there's more than the work that I do with my hands in this life. Um, There's more it keeps my perspective in check in the sense that it's like, you know, yes, I love what I do. I think there's great significance to what I do as a photographer, as an educator, as a business person, as an entrepreneur. Um, But at the same time, it does keep it in check of like, okay, but this is God's. And ultimately like, don't, don't like think too highly of yourself, buddy. Like don't, don't be, and I'm speaking to myself, um, not God. (laughs) Um, but it's like, don't, don't think too highly of yourself that like the world starts and ends with you and your business. Like, Let's obviously it's huge. It's very important. I like my entire podcast is dedicated to like growing your business. It's so important, but I do want to keep that perspective that like there is more to this life. There is more to eternity than just our businesses. And we have to understand that we have to keep that perspective. And and I'm not going to go on and on about that because you know what I'm talking about. You know what it means. You know what it you know, we hear these things about like, when you get to your deathbed one day, are you really going to be thinking, oh, I wish I made a hundred K more per year. I wish I made, um, you know, I I wish I did. I I wish I won this award. I wish I, you know, got my photo featured. No, you're going to be thinking about much different things when you get to the end of your life. And so just keep kind of keep having God at the center keeps your perspective in check. It really does. Um, So those are like kind of like five bare, like, perspective shifts that really happened for me. And I used to separate, again, because I used to separate God and business, it was like, I, I didn't get these right. I didn't have these paradigm shifts there. They were they were backwards, a lot of them. Um, but now it's so beautiful because there's such harmony and there's so much working in concert with God instead of against him, you know, working with his power, which by the way, working with God's power, like need I say any more? Is that not like the sickest, awesome thing ever? working with his power instead of against it um, and experiencing and communing with him fully instead of running from him or hiding it from him. You know what I mean? Like hiding, hiding something from the Lord, even though it's not like something morally wrong, still hiding it from the Lord and like keeping it at arm's length 
it's never a good option. We all know that. Um, so this, like these paradigm shifts were so obvious to me. Um, so now what I want to talk about is I want to talk more about like practicality. Cause you might be like, okay, this is nice. Um, but on a day-to-day basis, what does this look like to have the Lord like running my business and to make sure that he's at the center of it? You know, like what, what does this like look like for you? And I will just say that number one, I am still a work in progress. I feel like I'm a baby, um, entrepreneur running his business with the Lord. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm like, so baby fresh to this, um, because I really have only been doing this for the a little over the past year. Um, and so like, there's definitely a lot of that, that I, I've learned in the past year, but I, I feel like it's a, div- it's, it's an ongoing development. So I'm going to give you like, uh, a couple things, like I think about three that I would say have been like the biggest practicality changes in the way that I run my business now. Um, so the first one is that I spend, uh, time daily with God so that I can hear his voice. Um, and the way I want to unpack this is like, you know, I, I already spend previously, I already spent daily time with the Lord, you know, in my personal devotions and my, just my personal prayer time and all that. Um, but I think like, you know, also bringing the Lord into uh, my business was like an added layer of that, you know? And what's really, what's really funny is that, um, if you look back at, uh, the life of Jesus, um, there were many points in Jesus's life where, uh, Jesus would reach this level of like success ultimately where like, you know, people would hear of his name and people would hear of what he had done and like all his healings and all his teachings. Like he was a pretty famous guy, all things considered for his little, for his communities, like people like word got around, you know? And like, seriously, like he reached a level of like huge influence. Um, I mean, clearly we're still talking about the same guy, like 2000 years later, (laughs) this guy was pretty successful. You know what I'm saying? Also just let that sink in. If you don't think that the Lord is about success, uh, Jesus led the most successful religious movement of the entire (laughs) existence of man. Um, anyway, so I digress, but anyway, um, where was it? Oh yeah. So like when Jesus would reach this level of success, you'd almost think that Jesus would kind of like have to be, you know, like, okay, he's getting a little more busy and he's going to have to, you know, kind of like cut some corners and certain things and like, you know, maybe take a little less like quiet time. But no, it's really funny because a lot of these times in the gospels, like when he reaches this level of success, it says that like, oh, the next morning he goes out and he like prays and he like spends a long time praying and you're just sitting there and you're like, okay, but like, like you, you think his disciples, like his companions at the time who were supporting him were probably like, okay, Jesus, I got to be honest with you, dude. Like you're doing really good. You have a lot of potential here. You need to maximize on it now. Like, let's keep going. You know what I mean? Like, let's keep going. But what's really interesting is like the further Jesus, uh, stepped into success and influence and, uh, reaching quote unquote, his goals, um, though maybe, you know, they weren't financial necessarily, but more influential, the more that he kept reaching those, um, levels of, yeah, the, those levels of success, the more he clearly depended on the Lord, the more he clearly needed the, uh, the Lord in prayer. And the, the more he like went off and spent more time dedicated to God, it wasn't the other way around. Cause that's what, we, that's a lot of times what we first like to do. It's like, 
right when we reach a little bit of success or a little bit of busyness, we immediately cut the God stuff. You know, we're like, okay, well, I can't do devotions this morning. I can't, I can't spend time with God this morning. Like whatever. Um, I can't, you know what I mean? That's what we say to ourselves. And it's opposite that that's, I mean, Jesus was the son of God and he needed this. He needed more prayer, the more success he got. How, I mean, do we really think that we're better than him? You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, to me, like the daily time spent with God is so important. Me hearing his voice, me listening and, and making sure that I am in tune with what he wants me to, with what he wants me to do. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, I, I believe that I believe that God's spirit lives within me. Um, and all those who believe in him. And I, I truly believe that there's a dimension of hearing his voice and recognizing his voice that is acquired. And I, what I mean by that is I believe that if we never listen to his voice and if we are never in tune with him on a daily basis, it's harder and harder to hear what he's trying to tell us per scenario, per uh, circumstance. Um, you know, we have this in normal life. If you don't talk to someone for a long time, um, you're not going to, you're not going to understand like, you know, maybe the tone of their voice or, um, you know, what they're trying to tell you it, or just like what they're going through in life. You know what I mean? Like you're going to not be familiar with someone that you don't spend any time with. Um, and that's, that's just like a plus B equals C, you know what I mean? Or one plus one equals two. Um, so like you have to understand that daily spending time with God is something that can, it can lead to a more uh, bold approach to what you do on a daily basis, because it's a little bit less of um, like, okay, I got to test the waters of like what God wants me to do today, because I don't really know. And like, I need like a sign or something like that. Um, But what's really interesting is like, I think a lot of times the Lord just wants us to move in boldness and action and just like, just go. And it's like, he will close the door if if he, if he needs to close the door. Um, but just to like, just move forward and to actually take action on things. And, um, I think that if there's something wrong and we're in tune with the Holy Spirit's voice, we're going to feel that we're going to hear that from God a lot better than if we are in a situation where we never spent time with him, you know? Um, where we never, we never gave him our attention, where we never gave him our, um, yeah, devotion. And so like, I truly think that that's a huge part of just like what my daily walk is with the Lord. I I remember I had this one time where I was going to pursue something. Um, the best way I can put this is I was going to pursue something that basically was going to cost me a lot of money. Um, it was kind of like a, just like a step for my business, Um, and I didn't know whether or not I should do it. And I I remember like, um, I had to kind of make a decision on it within a week and I was like, okay, God, well, I hope, you know, you can like almost give me a quote unquote sign to whether or not to do this because it was like a big investment. Um, and the week came and the week went and I I didn't get a sign. I didn't, (laughs) I didn't get a dove coming down from heaven. I didn't get a voice. Um, I I never have, (laughs) um, but what's really interesting is, and I, you know, there have been times by the way where I've gotten like a quote unquote sign. Like it's kind of like, okay, I think this is definitely God because it seems a little bit supernatural um, or circumstantial, like very, very uh, unique. Um, but this was not one of those situations. Like I got nothing, you know, I really got nothing. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to plow ahead with this. I don't see a door closed. I'm going to plow through it. So I remember I went forward with it 
And what was really interesting about that is that I feel like that's once I actually started moving the ship, basically, it was like the Lord was like, this is how I want you to function. I don't want you to sit and like ask me for a sign every time you need to move on something. I want you to like you are in tune with me every day and every morning. And that's where we are talking. That's where we are getting our um, familiarity. That's where you hear my voice and you're going to know what it sounds like for later. Um, but I don't want to give you, I don't want, it, it's like, God's not going to give me a sign every, every freaking time I need to make a decision, you know? Um, otherwise I think a lot of times we wouldn't get anything done. We'd just be like, okay, I'm like waiting for a sign. And then we never move. And God doesn't want us in that position of, um, stagnation. Um, so I really think that being in, in conversation and devotion with the Lord every single day fosters that familiarity to his voice and um makes it just makes that relationship so much stronger um so that when you have something where you need to know god's insights on it um you know that you know his voice and if there's something wrong he's going to tell you he's going to close the door probably or he's going to give us give you a sense of like hey this isn't this isn't right um anyway just to kind of conclude that little example story it turned out to be one of the best investments i've ever made for my business it was incredible um so so yeah, just so I hope that kind of can like that little anecdote can kind of like help you understand what I mean by daily daily time with him um, empowers us instead of uh, just kind of like always looking for like a sign um, or like his audible voice or something like that. Um, number two, kind of practical is that, yeah, I still do pray over as much as possible. And that's not saying that like every single task I do, I'm like, okay, I got to stop and like pray over this. But like if it's something big and significant or if it's something that I'm like, you know, this is going to definitely be like a next step for something, I'm going to pray over that. I'm, oh, excuse me, I'm going to pray over it and I'm going to make sure that I invite the Lord into this. Like I, I, I really do try, I don't, I don't remember it every single time, but I really do try to like pray before every single podcast so that I, I'm, I'm saying the right things and that um, the Lord's guiding my words. Um, so just understanding like prayer is such a huge um, powerful weapon um, to to move out into the world, to move out into our business um, triumphantly and empowered. Um, so number three for kind of practicality um, is just to function with a level of humility but strength at the same time. Um, and this is kind of like where I want to close all of this is that like if you, I want you to have an understanding not of like a quiet sits in the corner God who's kind of like, you know, like, you know, we don't, you know, I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I, I have had that like vision of God or, or at least maybe if he's not quiet and sits in the corner, I think, I think to myself like, oh, well he wants me to, you know what I mean? Um, but I want you to think of like a God who's like an all powerful God who's on your side and who with him you can do anything. That's what I want. Like, that's what I want you to think about when you think about him integrating into your business. And I actually want you to understand just like the gravity of that, that if you integrate the God of the universe into your business, the level of power that comes with that, the level of just like something so much greater than your capability that comes with that. Like, that's like freaking awesome. Like, I don't know, like, how that would not just, like, light somebody up because that makes me so freaking excited. You know, like, that makes me so excited 
to work, to go to work, to actually put my mind to something that I'm like, I literally have God on my side. Like that's, I mean, I don't know if it, it doesn't get better. <laughs> it really doesn't. Um, and it also is so beautiful, the humility that comes with that as well. That's why I said like humble, but strong. It takes you out of the driver's seat. And I kind of alluded to this before, um, just that like, it's not dependent on you. It's not like, it's not like it only something your it's not like your business only gets as big as you are. It gets way bigger. It's so much bigger than you are. And it's, it, it gets bigger than you are. And, and I really think that if we start understanding that, um, there's so much power in that. And there's so much, uh, just strength that comes with that, that we wouldn't have just depending on ourselves. Um, so this is kind of where I want to conclude for this episode. Um, I, again, I hope this like opens up a new dialogue that maybe you haven't had before. I realize that this episode is like hefty and a lot of what I'm talking about is like really deep stuff and it's, it's heavy stuff or I'm not heavy in a, uh, like a sad way, but like, it's like, it's thick and it's like, wow, this is meaty stuff, you know? Um, but I want you to just kind of like think on it and like chew on it. If you've never heard these things before, if you've never considered these things before, and if you have, like, I hope this inspires you even further. Um, and I really love to hear your feedback on this. You know, like I have said, I said in the intro that it's, there's, there's so many situations, um, in my entrepreneurship experience where I've wanted to hear somebody, talk about God and business in the same sentence or God and entrepreneurship in the same sentence. And I just like rarely ever hear that. Like the amount of times I've heard that, like I could count on like two hands, you know, and the amount of like people I've heard talk about that I could count on one hand. Like seriously, that's, it's such a rare um, thing that's talked about. You either have people in business who are like completely like secular minded, absolutely no um, a faith built into it, or you have people like fully in ministry who will like never talk about business and money. And it's just like, why are these things never brought together, um, in a biblical format? You know, um, I just don't, I just don't know why, like, there's no reason why there's no biblical reason why not. So I can't imagine why there's no reason why not. So if no one's going to talk about it, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it. Um, so I really hope this was helpful for you guys. I, please let me know what you think. Um, I mean, share this to your stories if you want to. I love seeing those shares and like maybe somebody else needs to hear this um, that hasn't heard it yet. So I really appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate you letting me be me and letting me open up to, to like even if you don't believe what I believe about God, I just thank you for letting me um, just share this. I really appreciate that. Um, and I hope you guys got a lot out of this podcast and you're the absolute best for listening. Um, so I will see you next week. Oh.